fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Forget him, kid. To infinity and beyond! It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me, and my natural response could be to get offended. Well, fine, let's talk about it. Any thoughts of, of your own on this matter? But you, is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own idea just to impress some girls? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. That's right. It is the 30-something movie podcast. And tonight, we actually have for you a special report. This is a special edition of Channel 8 News at 6. Tonight, terror on the freeway. Freeway. That's right, I'm Channel 8 News correspondent John Reed, and it is terror on the freeway. And I've got with me, we're going to go now to one of our other special reporters, Bo, Bo Warmbold. How are you doing? Bo is out in the field there. I am I am terrified. I'm, I'm here at the freeway, and there is terror to be dealt with. Yes, yes, very terrifying. Terror-filled, in fact. Like a terror-filled cannoli. Mm, okay, now everybody knows. Cannoli. <laughs> now everybody knows what we were talking about before we hit record. Back to the cannoli. Leave the podcast. Do you ever really leave the, the cannoli? That's no, really what you have to ask. No, no, no. It's it's like take the bagel from everything everywhere all at once and just replace it with a cannoli. There you go. That's I think that's the sequel. I agree. Everything everywhere everywhere else. Everything know. everywhere cannoli. Yes. Everything every cannoli. Yes. I think we've done good work here. We're going to be, let's see, I think we've got our, our reporter in the chopper, Pat Canagallo. Pat, how's it going out there? It's going good. I was going to try and do an impression of the guy in the chopper or try to do the, the thing from, we're going to try and get a water buffalo jacket from, what was that, Good Morning Vietnam? Good Morning Vietnam, yes. Um, but I, I got nothing. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm just laughing at all the different scenes with the reporters in this movie. <laughs> and it culminated with the guy hanging on the outside of the uh-huh. truck in the middle of the chase. Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was incredible. Man, that is a lot of cadavers. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. Oh my gosh. I'm just saying, as, as soon as Henry Rollins appeared, I started laughing and I didn't stop. I'm like, <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is just awesome. This, this movie is crazy. As Bo mentioned last week, this movie is bonkers. And that is probably the yeah. best way you can describe this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's worth every second. Yeah. Um, Indeed. It, Quick question for you guys, semi-related to the movie, because I feel like, and I, and I meant to go look it up, and I didn't get a chance to as much. I wanted to see, um, do they play, yes, they do. They play at least one Offspring song in this movie. Oh, no, at least there's at least two Offspring songs in here. Did you guys, back in the day, when arcades were still a thing, ever play Crazy Taxi? 
Doesn't ring a bell, but... Uh, I don't recall Crazy Taxi. I loved Crazy Taxi. It was one of my favorite arcade games. And the whole premise was you drive around and through all kinds of things and people to catch as many fares as you can, and then they tell you where they want you to drive them, and you go as fast as you can, crashing through the city and driving through all kinds of things and past other cars and doing all kinds of crazy flips and all kinds of stuff in your crazy taxi to get them there. And then once you drop them off, you go pick up your next person and the whole thing is kind of timed. But the whole thing is also set to either it was an offspring soundtrack or somebody they had hired to sound like the offspring. And it was, I mean, at some point when we're not recording, go on YouTube, see if you can find a video of like old school crazy taxi, the arcade game. And it was hilarious and fun. And it was one of my favorite arcade games growing up. This movie, just the whole look and feel of this movie and the bonkersness. That's not a movie. That's not a word. It is now. It is now. It, it shares the same bonkersness with Crazy Taxi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There is a mobile version of Crazy Taxi, so if you want to, you know, kind of get some of the experience, it's not quite the same as the, you know, arcade cabinet with the pedals and the steering wheel and everything else. Yeah, they just can't make it the same, can they? No. No, it's not it's 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 not the same adrenaline rush that the uh, the game in Aladdin's castle was. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, cuz then you your quarter, you know, you're, you you oh, had yeah. your quarter and it's just all different, you know. I didn't have to stop every 30 seconds for ads. The stakes were higher, man. Mhm. Mhm. So, so yeah, so anybody listening who maybe has played Crazy Taxi, the the original arcade version of that, if you haven't seen the chase, you now know a little bit of what the chase is going to feel like. And We'll we'll say this more as we go on to talk about it, but I think before we started recording, we were talking about this. This movie is so fast paced; it didn't even feel like it was an hour and thirty four minutes. Oh my god! No, it was just one thing after another. It like was as, as soon as this movie starts, it's just completely insane, and and so much fun. It gets terrible reviews, but it's so much fun. Oh, it's it's a it's a what's the term I'm looking for? Was it a, was it a Razzie? No, it, well maybe it was. I don't know. Oh, no, I popcorn. It's a good popcorn movie. You know, oh, it's yeah, just fun. Yeah. It's not. You know, it's not trying to be an art picture. No, you know, no. And it's just it's so good. Yeah, in its own way. Well, early on, I was like, okay, they're they, they're making fun of someone. They're commentary. It's commentary on something. What is it commentary on? And I'm like, is it like. The, the modern or at the time the modern world am i just missing it is it but it's like no it, it can't be that because if i figured it out then it's it no 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 and then i read and i guess the guy was trying to make fun of all the action movies that had come out yeah and just the outlandishness of, and and then it's like that makes perfect sense it's poking that fun makes, it's poking fun at action movies and i think poking fun at the Televisification, that's not a word either. Televisification, television, I don't know. Televising of like the cops TV shows and the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and the news, like how sensational news can be and, and all of that. And it's that's what makes it fun is because you've got Henry Rollins and the other guy are part of this. They've got the camera crew in their back seat. And that's the whole mm-hmm. thing is they're they're commenting on and trying to, you know, make it this is like the real this is the real cops, this is what cops really do all day. And, you know, they're they're 
just <laughs> what's he say at one point? I'm oh god, how does he say it? I'm gonna have to look it up now, but basically, he's the, like, I'm a street god. Yeah, it, no, no, it was I'm a prophet of the streets. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I see myself as almost a prophet, a, a street prophet, if you a will. A street <laughs> prophet, if you will. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, busting bad guys signing autographs. There were there were so many things that I just so many little notes that I wrote down as I was watching this one. <laughs> it was was oh. yeah, busting bad guys signing autographs. Uh, the one I think I texted Pat the other day was that's a lot of puke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there goes Bo. Bo, you don't have to reenact that part of the movie. I'm trying not to. <laughs> believe me. Huh? What did he say? We're like event, we're street adventures or something like that. Oh my god! He just kept yeah. going. Like that yeah. was the thing. I couldn't even keep track of it all. And didn't he? Add, didn't they ad lib most of those lines? Uh, oh, well, they had, had to. Yeah. And, and like I said, Rollins, he's talking like this, and this is what we're about, right? Yeah. And we're talking. He's yeah. just totally confident, and it's just wrong. All right, the guy's probably like going crazy. He's probably like a druggie, and he's yeah. probably this and this. Uh, no, you know, I mean. That's the best part is everybody, all the experts that thought they knew what was going on, and it was completely different. Right. You know what For I'm saying? For me, it's the respect and power the position commands. Yeah. I don't know whether to be busting bad guys or signing autographs. There you go. It's kind of like being a star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because the only, like, time that the movie kind of just becomes a normal conversation is with Charlie Sheen and I forget the gal's name. Swanson. The, uh, yeah, Christy Swanson. Yeah, Christy Swanson. Do you know what I'm saying? Like those are the conversations where things like slow down and they're actually talking and they actually seem normal because the cast of characters around them is just so over the top and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think the over the topness of everyone else makes the nonsense that they're going through in that car seem like nothing. Like if you think about it, the craziness of what's happening in that car should be, it should be crazy, but mm-hmm. everybody else is crazier. I know. Miss Voss, don't do it. You're confused. He's confused you. It's very confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> very confusing. Hey, your daughter's going through a really tough time right now, and you need to be there for her, sir. <laughs> He's yelling at the dad. I'm like, that's awesome. No one's ever talked to my dad like that before. Yeah. And Charlie Sheen is just so good at like, you know, the eyebrow raised and he can talk in this voice where he's questioning something and you just don't realize how stupid it is. But he sees it and he, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was so unfortunate because it was a few years after this, didn't he go off on that thing? And he started talking about like tiger blood, sol- tiger blood in the solid torpedo of truth or whatever yeah. the heck it was. And it was like, oh, my God, what are you talking like? What? It just makes you um, wonder, like, what we could have gotten from him if he didn't go all mm-hmm. bad shit crazy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bat guano crazy. Oh, uh, you know. Well, I know he struggled with substance abuse mm-hmm. for a long time, and it it that kind of came back then, wasn't it? Do I have that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Because you see something like this, and you're like, you know, he wasn't bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, bad platoon. I mean, he did this. He's already done platoon. Right. Right. I mean, mean, that's the thing. 
All right. Well, let's uh, we'll we'll talk more as we go along, but let's dive on into this one. So the trivia section here, we'll give you a little bit of background on the movie, and then we'll get into the plot and then our opinions on this one. So this one came out March fourth, nineteen ninety four, rated PG thirteen, run one hour and thirty four minutes. Directed by Adam Rifkin, also written by Adam Rifkin. The director did Detroit Rock City and Mouse Hunt, and then wrote Small Soldiers and Mouse Hunt. Producers were Cassian Elwes and Brad Wyman. Elwes did Dallas Buyers Club and The Butler. Wyman did Monster and Freeway. Composer was Richard Gibbs, did Queen of the Damned and Ten Things I Hate About You. Cinematographers, Alan Jones, who did UHF and Sorority Boys. Editor, which, I mean, the UHF thing makes total sense. When you're watching mm-hmm. this movie, you can totally see that this is the same cinematographer. Um, mm-hmm. Editor was Peter Schink, who did Legion and Ghost Rider. Production company was Capital Films and Hercules Films. Had an ec- estimated $8 million. Uh, box office was approximately seven point nine. So it did not quite make back its money. Flick Metrics gives it an average score of a 55, and Cinema Score gives it a B minus. Charlie Sheen are all wrong. It, it, They're I, all wrong. It is. What well, especially Everybody people leave in the theater? If you came to the theater to see Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson in a car chase movie, what did you not see? Yeah, I mean that's that that's what you got, right? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know because like what it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. I, things like that. It's like the insanity of you were given exactly what was on the poster. Mm-hmm. What? How? With how some is, extras. With some extras. How is this a bad plan? <laughs> when the guys, I would flee, and I forget the other guy from the, um, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Those guys are pumped. Who are these guys? I know. Who are these guys? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, they're just doing their civic duty because they're they're real Americans. Mm-hmm. Americans. Americans. Yeah. So Charlie Sheen played Jack Hammond. He was in Wall Street and Platoon. Christy Swanson was Natalie Voss. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Big Daddy. Henry Rollins was Officer Dobbs. He was in Johnny Mnemonic and Heat. Josh Mostel was Officer Figus. He was in Billy Madison and Big Daddy. Ray Wise plays Dalton Voss. He's like the Donald Trump of California, basically. <laughs> he was... <laughs> He was, and oddly enough, there's a lot of parallels there. He was in, uh, here's here's the irony of this, too. He was in RoboCop, 1987 RoboCop. There is so much about this movie, like with the way that they parody the news reporters that reminds me so much of RoboCop and the way they kind of do the, you know, the, the videos, the I'd buy that for a dollar and the kind of mm-hmm. the way the news media is parodied in that one, too. So a little connection there with RoboCop. He also did Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. Marshall Bell played Ari Josephson. He was in Total Recall in Stand By Me. Joey Segal played Officer Kaminsky. He was in What's Love Got to Do With It and Night Shift. Claudia Christian played Yvonne Voss. She was in Babylon 5 and Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Alex Morris played Captain Briggs. He was in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and 12 Angry Men, the TV version from the 90s. Marco Perella played Officer Bookman. He was in Boyhood and Lone Star. Carrie Elwes played Steve Horse Groovy, one of the mm-hmm. which is like one of the greatest names ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And now we'll go over to Steve Horse Groovy with the news. <laughs> I kind of feel like if I ever need to make up a fake name for something, I'm I'm just gonna do that from now on. 
Yes, I yes. think that has to happen. Or Scroovy. Yes, because you, you, I want that. I want to, like, you know, check in and get a reservation somewhere at a restaurant. And, and have, <laughs> we have the, uh, I'm sorry, Horse Groovy Party of Five. Horse Groovy Party of Five. I think I'm just going to use that as my made-up name now. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I love every bit of this plan. But he was in The Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Tight tights. Thank you. And then Flea was Dale. He was in Back to the Future 2 and The Big Lebowski. You love, you gotta love when Flea shows up, man. Anytime Flea is in your movie. Except no substitutes. Indeed. Uh, When you absolutely positively must include half of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Except Mm -hmm. no substitutes. (laughs) All right. Um, Put it this way, at least he kept his pants on. Well, that's true. That is true. Some funny trivia for this one. This is, you know, I'll, I'll leave the funny trivia to the end, but this is the third movie that Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson have co-starred in. The other two were Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Hot Shots. To keep costs down, part of the car chase was filmed in the middle of a traffic stream during an actual Houston rush hour without any clearance <laughs> and with no stunt drivers filling in for the actors. So that's fun because most of this adds to the bonkers. Exactly. I mean, most of the, it's supposed to take place in California. This was primarily filmed in Houston, Texas. And so that, you know, they might have done a little rogue filming there. And this is the trivia piece that I thought was the funniest because there is a movie that is called The Chase, and it is a Marlon Brando movie from Mm -hmm. a couple decades before this. This movie was accidentally shown at the Dublin Film Festival as part of a classics retrospective (laughs) instead of the Marlon Brando movie. Oh, that's beautiful. They meant to show the Marlon Brando one, and they put this one on instead, accidentally. Accidentally. I think that sounds like a projectionist with a sense of humor, but, you know. And what year did this happen? Did the uh, Dublin Film Festival? I'm not sure. Okay, because, I mean, if it was contemporary, then, okay, I understand it. We just downloaded the wrong one and hit play. But if it happened 30 years ago, you had to go, I mean, right? So I'm You would have ordered the wrong one. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, whoever did that didn't just, I'd say they fell off the turnip wagon, but I think it must have been a yam wagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yam wagon. Yeah, that's that's great I, that you're, you were planning to show the Marlon Brando movie and you put this one on instead. Oh, man. I guarantee, and, and, I guarantee the Irish filmgoers probably still had a lot of fun. I would, well, I, it depends. I, maybe. Yeah. Film festival audiences can be. They, uh, they might have been a little hoity-toity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 That's too bad. It is. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. In a world where every second counts, Jack Hammond, a fugitive with nothing to lose, takes Natalie Voss, the daughter of a millionaire hostage, chased by the relentless Officer Dobbs the street prophet, if you will, and his partner, Officer Figus, they embark on a high-speed pursuit. Tensions rise, secrets unravel, and freedom is the ultimate prize. The chase, where love, danger, and adventure collide at full speed. All units, code 503, stolen vehicle, 89, Volkswagen Rabbit, white. Come here, don't do it, don't do it. Grab their guns, do it now. Kick them over to me. Kick him over to me, Pele. My name is Jack, and you are 
Natalie. Millionaire Dalton Voss's daughter is being held hostage by this man. You down to Mexico much? No, boy! Because that's where we're headed. This is Chief Boyle. Get after that BMW! Domino's Pizza! You hurt my little girl, Hammond? I swear to God, I'll kill you myself! Why me? I go in for some cigarettes, and I wind up kidnapping the daughter of Dalton Voss. What are the odds? Did you see that? That medical school truck is filling out cadavers. Now that's disgusting. So you're gonna tell me why you're on the run? I was convicted of a crime I did not commit. Time to stop those little yuppie punks, Dale. Time to be heroes. Mr. Blood. There's terror on the freeway. I'm really scared. Can we? Can you see the look on their faces? Hey, hey, look at that. You're a folk here already. This is ridiculous. This is Frank Smith. I don't believe this. It's Bob! It's easy for us reporting this story to forget there's a very scared little girl inside that car. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. What kind of nut is this? You haven't been with a woman in a couple years. Things can get really messy now. So it's conceivable that you'd never be with a woman ever again, right? Right. What the hell is he swerving all over for? What are you doing? Falling in love with you. It's hard to tell just how far he's gonna go with this, Bill. The chase. Getting there is twice the fun. Woo! <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, man. I, I gotta watch this movie again. Like, oh my god, this is an unbelievable kick the guns over to me. Hey, Bailey, kick him over to me again. Oh my god. <laughs> that was so good. So odd little odd little moment of pedantry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the it's a silver BMW rabbit in the movie. In the trailer, it was white. Oh, oh really? okay. Don't ask me how I remember that of all the weird things I remember, but that's what I got for you. Well, you, you appreciate hey. the vehicles. I do. You, you like the I mean, automobiles? A, ra- a BMW rabbit. Just the fact that BMW yeah. made a rabbit is uh, Vol- enough. Volkswagen. To, Volkswagen rabbit. Or that's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, Volkswagen yeah. rabbit. Yeah. The BMWs later. Yeah. But still, the fact that somebody made a rabbit car. Yeah. That's what I think I'm remembering, but I do remember it was silver in the movie. Yeah. And it's white in the trailer. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's go through real quickly the major moments in this one. And there are, it's going to be, I think, kind of difficult to list off the major moments without also just quoting this entire thing. But we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do the best job we can. All right. Jack Hammond, a convict, encounters two police officers and a young woman in a convenience store in a gas station. Natalie Voss is there, and he panics when the officers realize his car is stolen, and he takes Natalie hostage with a butterfinger and kidnaps her and takes her away in her red BMW, and this starts the chase that the rest of the movie will be about. Jack and Natalie, who is now a hostage, flee in her car as the chase ensues. We have the TV broadcast news 
crews, they're, they're filming a reality show, one in the back of the police car with Officer Dobbs and his partner. And then we've got the other TV crews as they start to pick up on this chase. We've got the guy in the helicopter, which is <laughs> leaning out with his camera and just offering all of the really great commentary. We've got the, the medical school vehicle. <laughs> Cadavers. Cadavers. bodies. Oh, my God. And they're just rolling. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. That was and, – and, and, I, and I will tell you that there was a mo- – I had a weird moment where <laughs> I had a song that just suddenly popped into my head. As all of those mm-hmm. cadavers were flying out of the back of the truck. The um, ankle bones connected to <laughs> No, not that one. Have you heard the song Bodies by Drowning Pool? No. Yes. Okay. So the way that song starts is – let the bodies hit the floor. 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 Like that. Yep. And so I'm watching this movie, and that's happening. And what immediately pops into my head, this is, I don't know where synapses are misfiring or what, but all of a sudden I'm like, let the bodies hit the car. Let the bodies hit the car. Let the bodies hit the car. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. <clears throat> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Well, if we need a parody song, we can come up with one real quick. We, I was going to say, the, but I, it, I, this stuff writes itself sometimes. Right. Well, and I love that the partner is like leaning out, like trying. He's, first of all, he's like whacking it in the head. <laughs> like, what is that going to do? Get it off. Get it off the car. Let the bodies hit the cops. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the cops. There you go. <laughs> Backing up for just a second because she, she does get a little car sick and uh, ends up throwing up. Not only do we get the line. That is a lot of puke. We get that line. We also get it is a ridiculous amount of vomit that ends up on the windshield, splattered all over the windshield of the police officer's car. Um, Like when they took an entire five-gallon bucket of whatever they slurried up and just went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was like that when when Nog played that prank on Jake and made him Mm -hmm. think that the bucket of oatmeal was Odo. Yeah, that's about what it was. There you go. Not only do you get a review of the chase, but you get a Star Trek Deep Space Nine deep cut with that one. It's, so everybody, you're welcome. Well done. Yeah. We, uh, we try to keep we try to keep topical here at the Thirty Something Movie Podcast. We, we try to bring in as many yes. people as possible. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. We, have some. We have some. We we will pander to anyone, including a busload of nuns. <laughs> So yes, we we continue on with terror on the freeway, and things just get progressively crazier. They are the reporters are taking extreme measures, like hanging out the side of the van or the guy in the helicopter, and it's just it's getting crazier and crazier. Jack reveals a little bit of his backstory to Natalie and tells about his mistaken identity as the red nosed robber because he also happened to be in clown gear at the time that a crime was committed with a clown, and I'm thinking, wow. What's the odds? I mean, in a place like Los Angeles or Southern California, are there only two people that are clowns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I'm going to say no. Which which I'm, I'm going with as being a critique of the uh, careful work that I'm sure the police did uh, in tracking him down. These particular police that we may be Correct. witnessing now. The, uh, the street profits, if you will. If you will. Yeah. And we, and we will. Jack's lawyer tries to clear his name in the media and advises him to surrender, but Jack is convinced that escaping to Mexico is really his only option. 
especially now that he's taken a hostage and led everybody on a high-speed chase here. Ironically, this movie came out three months before O.J. Simpson did his... His slow-speed chase? slow-speed chase down the road. So I don't know if he thought he was just reenacting the chase or what, but... Yeah. Figured it worked for Charlie Sheen. Maybe it could work for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Natalie empathizes with Jack's situation, expressing kind of her own desire to escape her, her dysfunctional family life and, and her dad. And, you know, and so they kind of, they start to befriend each other and kind of suggest, well, well why don't we keep up this whole, this whole charade of her being a hostage and kind of, you know, she can help her escape and, and whatnot. And so, in, in you know, as the movie goes on, there's other, you know, Flea and, and his buddy try to try to stop them along the way and end up causing this. Because they're real crash. Americans. They are real Americans. I mean, they were just doing their civic duty there. Mm-hmm. But there's all these different instances of everybody trying something. And, and uh, you know, at one point, Jack accidentally thinks that he fires on the tire of one of the cop cars and it goes flying. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's constant explosions and all kinds of stuff happening. So everything is is a little crazy. There is a, a moment that I think that this movie is also very well known for, and that is the moment in which Jack and Natalie, as part of the high-speed chase, are also enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. Repeatedly. Yes, yes. And so I, I think that kind of is maybe the height of the bonkersness of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think the movie knows that. I think the movie is like, ah, you know what? We will suspend disbelief here, and uh, yes, we're just we're just gonna go for broke, and and this is what this is going to be. And this whole movie, basically, once you get to a certain point, you kind of sit there watching this movie, going, ah, this movie can do whatever it wants. I don't care. Exactly. You get to, unlike some movies, they set the tone very early, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you know what you're getting into. Oh yeah. And then mm-hmm. they can just go crazy yeah and and they do yeah Mm -hmm. so we do arrive at the border and they find it heavily blockaded and so that kind of adds a little bit of extra tension and then so then we decide to do a little bit of a driving around in circles to evade Mm -hmm. the police he was emulating the uh roundabout scene from european vacation big Uh, ben hey guys everybody look parliament (laughs) how's this parliament after evading the police, Jack does decide to stop. He is unwilling to ruin Natalie's life, so he stops, he releases her, and he prepares to surrender. We get a scene in which he lights the, I'm going to call it the clip show cigarette, because we go into a moment of him flashing back to other earlier moments in the movie and his relationship with Natalie. And he gets gunned down, and he dies. He's dead. And we discover then that it was all imagined, and then that's when he surrenders. Hmm. But it doesn't take long because in a twist, Natalie has the gun that he had put in her purse. She takes a TV producer hostage and demands his release. Together, they steal the news helicopter, and they escape to Mexico. And when they get to Mexico, they are relaxing on the beach with a mariachi band and leaving their troubles behind. One moment I did forget to mention is I did love the scene when Natalie has taken the TV producer hostage. She is able to blow up a chopper with one bullet. Yeah, well placed shot. Yes, for that girl, I I was impressed. I mean, I feel that alone should get her into Expendables Five or whatever they're up to. Mm-hmm. If she can take that down with one shot, she should be in. Agreed. So, all right, those are the major moments. 
Now let's go into our deeper thoughts on this movie. And now, deep thoughts. I have an opinion on this matter. Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? I like it a lot. Wow. It's very deep. Thank you. All right. Deep thoughts. When was the first time you saw this movie? Sadly, the other day. Really? Mm-hmm. I wish I wow. had seen this previously. This was this was fun. I agree with everything Bo said. Was it just the other day you saw this one too? Yeah, just the other really? day. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I will say I, I think because of my I don't know which came first, the crazy taxi or this. But I think I caught this on TV at one point and just watched the rest of it wherever I picked up the movie, and it didn't really matter. Wherever I picked up the movie, I just watched the rest of it, and I was like, this movie is insane. Mm -hmm. And I think I enjoy it, and I think I need to see it again. And so I remember either checking it out from the library or the video store or something like that, and I remember watching this several times in high school and maybe a couple more times in college. I haven't watched it since probably since college, so it's been a couple of decades at least. But, yeah, I remember watching this for the first time and just thinking, this is stupid, and it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. I love how stupid it is. Like, this is a movie. I I will never own this movie. I will never spend money to buy this movie. However, 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 (laughs) if someone handed it to me or if I went to, I don't know, like a Goodwill store and it was available for a couple of bucks, I probably would own it at that point. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's one of those that's just kind of the, compared with the movie we were talking about last week, we were talking about The Getaway last week, and it's, The Getaway seems like it should have all the elements together to make a movie that we would enjoy, and it just did not. Right. right. Throw, how do I want to say this? Because I feel like there were a lot of high-quality choices and high-quality components to that movie, and it didn't work. This movie mm-hmm. is more of like a tier two components. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, Charlie Sheen is not, you know, he, he's not as big of a name. I don't think he's as big of a name as Alec Baldwin or Kim Basinger. No, Chris, not Christy at this time anyway. Christy Swanson, definitely not as big a name. Mm-hmm. And she's been in some things, but not as big of a name as them. But it just, this movie was just more fun. Yes. And I feel like no matter what your movie is, whether it's a, a, a tense movie about betrayal and mobsters and heists and, and whatever. I feel like if your movie is about a getaway or a, or a chase or whatever you want to name the movie, it should have an element of fun to it. And the movie we talked about mm-hmm. last week was not, it did not have an element of fun. This movie had an element of fun. And this movie did not pretend to be anything other than what the title said it was. It was the chase. Right. And it was insane. <laughs> Agreed. I'll bet. All right. Well, so knowing then that the first time you saw this was just a few days ago, is there anything that sticks out in your mind as one of your favorite scenes from the movie? Having only seen it once, is there anything that oh. sticks out as a favorite scene? Oh, man. The bodies is pretty good. That's a good one. That's gross. That's gr- 
one. And I love that. I love how he says that the cameraman says it. I think in the in the trailer or something like, and it's something like, does he say something like, and that's a bunch of cadavers. Yeah. Well, and oh, you know man. who that cameraman on the helicopter is, don't you? The cameraman on the helicopter is. It's Rocky Carroll. Who plays the director yes. on NCIS. I yes, mean, he's been in a ton of things, but mm-hmm. it's a very young Rocky Carroll. Yes. But... <laughs> so, yeah, favorite scene. Is there a favorite scene? Is there one you can kind of oh, narrow God. it down to and say, this is my favorite part? Henry Rollins cracks me up, so anything he's in. Pretty much. like A street just... prophet, if you will. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I feel like I want to use that um, repeatedly. <laughs> I feel like that could be used at work from time to time. I see yeah. myself as almost a prophet, a street prophet, if you will. And he's so, he's trying to come across as so sincere and he's so full of himself, but it's also mm-hmm. so funny. I know. I can't narrow it down. I'm trying, Don. Okay. <laughs> I, the whole thing is fun. Let me ask you guys another question then. Did you guys ever actually kill anyone, and how did it feel? I've oh, killed a joke not, before. Not good. Not good. Didn't feel good. Not good. <laughs> I love that. He's the one I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, I have. How did it feel? Not Not good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> It's hilarious. No. Well, was there was there anything about the movie that did not work for you? Was there anything that you were like, eh, I could have done without that? Not, not me. Not really. I mean, it. You know, I, I think we this movie gets a pass in a lot of ways because it does a lot early to tell you what you're about to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. I think some of the stuff with her and him could be a little tough to believe if you hadn't established that this is goofy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the she gets the Stockholm syndrome pretty quick, you know, depending on how you look at it. But, mm-hmm. but this movie does such a great job of not getting to that. That I think. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, this movie is, it, it's so economical. Like, you, you get right to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a whole lot of preamble to this. It's you're in the gas station. You know something's up. The cops show up. He takes her hostage. I mean, all that seems to happen, like, within the first couple of minutes. Right. Uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and, and then there's no wasted time in this entire thing. What we said, it's, what, an hour and 34 minutes? And right. if you hadn't told yeah, it me it was tight. 94 minutes. Very much so. If you hadn't, if I hadn't read that it was an hour and 34 minutes, I would have been like, wow. I mean, this could have been like an episode of television. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt like maybe a 45 minute TV episode that it went by right, that yeah. fast. Huh. I hear what you're saying though. Yeah. Yeah. Just such a, such a stupid 
stupid fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say about it? Otherwise, we'll jump on into three questions. It's awesome. Cover to cover. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I would even say, like, if you have if you have a good, like, three to five minutes, I'd jump on YouTube. In fact, I may do this when we're done recording. I'd almost just jump on YouTube and look up and see if I could just find a, a super cut of all the Henry Rollins comments. Oh, my I'm, gosh. I'm like, I would just be entertained watching that. Yeah. This is, yeah. you know, it's funny. This is, if they made a movie like this today, someone they would have done as a companion piece to it they would have shown they would have made the little 15 minute thing that those guys were make like the cops episode yeah exactly yeah that would have been outstanding that would have been amazing maybe that's a, maybe if i do ever find the dvd at the goodwill store maybe that's an extra on the dvd oh <laughs> one can only hope i would that would, be, that would be amazing. That would actually be worth it. I, I would buy the movie for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think in the 90s they were thinking like that. Right. Right. All right. All right. It's time for three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. Three questions. Impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. What's the worst thing you've ever seen as a police officer? Well, it'd have to be that bus full of nuns that fell off the cliff. What about the kids? Oh, God, yeah, the kids. The kids. Uh, I should have just used all the questions they were asking the cops as our three questions, but... Oh, there you go. That would have been good. All right, number one, what is your favorite movie where a character is wrongly accused of a crime? Oh, for me, this one was actually really easy. <clears throat> I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is always going to be The Count of Monte Cristo. Yep. However, we did Great just... movie. And that has come up a lot lately in our yeah. podcast. Yeah. I need to see that again. Okay. I, if you need a copy, I have a copy. Oh, I've got, okay. I think I have it in a couple of places, okay. actually. All right. But thank you. Yeah. That's one that they need to do in 4K. Like, I, I need a, oh, a very high-definition version of the. Some of those sweeping vistas would yes, be really nice. Like that last duel in the in the grassy mm-hmm. field would be, yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. I think the one I'm going to go with, though, is because we just introduced the kids to it. I think it was Friday pizza night. We decided it was time to introduce the kids to my cousin Vinny. It came up recently around here too. Those two Utes. What's a Ute? D 
you think what? these pants go with it? Now I ask you. I ask you. It's all about the positive traction. Yeah. Because <laughs> no self-respecting Southerner would eat instant grits. True. Mm-hmm. Patrick, what's your favorite movie where a character is wrongly accused? Yeah, man. You guys named like two of the ones that I was thinking of. Mm. The Fugitive is great. I character is wrongly accused. And I typically hate those movies where on the you know, here. No, this is easy. Shawshank Redemption. I'll put that one in there. There you go. Nice. There you go. That's perfect. That is good. That's one I haven't mm-hmm. seen in a while. I gotta watch that one. Oh. Yeah. Get busy living. Or get busy. <laughs> I know if Dennis was here, he would choose the room. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark. Wait, I mean, I hit, it's on the soundboard, so why not just use it? Yep. I did not hit her. It's not true. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I, I have decided if I can remember to do this. Anytime we come across a character in a, any other movie from here on out, maybe even an actor or a character, if their name is Mark, I have this ready to go. Oh, hi, Mark. Nice. Oh, hi, Mark. I, I just yes. going to use that from now on. I have decided. I have spoken. All right. So it is written. Yes, this is the way. Number two, what movie has the best celebrity cameos? My favorite, I don't know if it's the best, but my favorite, because I didn't see it coming, was Bill Murray in Zombieland. Yes. That is a good one. It was just so good. That is a good one. Favorite cameos. You know... That's hard. My favorite. What do you guys on? Well, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say just about any Muppet movie. Um, oh, solid. They, they always have great cameos in them. But I'm actually gonna go with that's that's what I probably would have typically said. But because I really enjoyed it when we got a chance to watch it, I'm gonna go with one that our Patreon co-executive producer Podrick from Ireland mm-hmm. introduced us to, and I'm gonna say it's a mad, 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 mad world. Okay, so it's funny because I have that for our next question. Oh, do you? Okay. Nice. Yes. Oh, look at you guys. Nice. Look at the big brain on Bo. <laughs> <clears throat> Said no one ever. Uh, you know. <sighs> did, did I give you enough time, Pat? Not really. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. There's just so many. So many good movies where there are the cameos. Like the one that keeps popping to mind is the Cannonball Run. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that's cameos or how much they just get like all these folks to form the cat. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that holds me back on that. Yes. If if Mad 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 World qualifies, then I think Cannonball Run does because it's similar okay. in that way. Yeah. Right. Right. Movie with the cameos. I. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. That one's pretty good. Ah, uh, yes. I think, you know yeah. what? I think I might have to go with that. Yeah. It's 
especially with the news that the fourth movie is going to be coming out, you know, all those things. Yeah. Yes. The force is strong with this one. Yes. All right. And final question. What is your favorite gas station scene in the movie? So for me, mad, 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 mad world. Yes. That is a great scene. I even had a description here all queued up. What did I do with it? Here we go. Part of the paragraph here is known for possibly having the biggest ensemble cast of great actors in movie history. A furniture mover named Lenny gets double crossed by the greedy Otto. Lenny, Lenny finally runs Otto down at a gas station, chases him all over the property, causing all sorts of damage. Otto escapes and the attendants tie Lenny up while waiting for the men in white coats to come get him, which of course makes me think of they're coming to take me away. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. ha. <laughs> so yes, that, that scene is the first one I popped into my head. It was, that's the one. Yeah. Well, there's always the, very moving, dramatic scene in which Wayne stops to try to find directions to the First Presbyterian Church on Gordon Street. That takes place at a gas station. That's not it the does. one. That's, that's not the one I'm going to go with. But it is solid. I'm. You know what I? Because I had a few different options. There is. It's kind of that fun opening scene in the '96 Romeo and Juliet. Oh that yeah. Takes place, takes place at the gas station. That's a good one. And is it a gas station? Um, that first part takes place at a gas station. There is there is a good scene, a gas station in The Birds, the Hitchcock movie, mm-hmm. The Birds. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a good gas station scene in the movie you hate, John. In the movie I hate? Mm-hmm. What movie do I hate? You hate Point Break. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I let me share this with you for a moment. So Point Break... I don't know if it was just recently or or when, but uh, Point Break is out on 4K Blu-ray now. And I almost, just completely out of spite, I almost bought a copy of it on 4K over the the holiday. Spite for whom? Yourself? Sure, yeah. Because I hate that movie. It's the worst movie that's ever been made. Hey, Utah. I should have bought two copies of it. I should have walked in to the Best Buy just as they were like throwing all their DVDs into a bin. And I should have said, Hey, Best Buy, give me two. Give me two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the gas station in Robocop. There you go. Nice. Yeah. There will be trouble. Trouble. But right trouble. here in River City. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With. <laughs> It's, oh, there's a crossover nobody asked for. There will be trouble with tribbles. Ooh. RoboCop Star Trek. Let's make it happen. Love it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of crossovers, apparently, and this was on Facebook, and I have not clicked the link yet. I've saved it for later. Yeah. But apparently, back in the 90s, there was some toying with the idea of a Doctor Who Deep Space Nine crossover. Oh. I must look into the possibility that this was real. Okay. I'm very intrigued by the concept thereof. This was a, mm-hmm. this was a, a comic book or a, what was it? Like I said, link on Facebook. Haven't clicked it yet. I know very little about oh. the, huh. 
but the possibility of that is very intriguing. I'm intrigued. And and I'm really bad at my Doctor Who timeline, so I'm not even sure which doctor that would have been. That's okay. It's all wibbly wobbly anyway. Timey wimey, mm-hmm. in yeah. fact. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't remember which doctor it would have been in the late nineties. I yeah. Would that have been Tennant? No. No. Uh uh-uh. late nineties. No, that would have been Eccleston. Well, does was he late nineties? Again, yeah. I, I I enjoy it. I, I'm not as deep into it as I need to be to answer that question. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have been Eccleston because he was like early 2000s. That was kind of when they were kind of rebooting everything. Was it actually, you know what? I think it might have been Stephen Fry. Oh, you, you know what? I think you're right now that I'm picturing the picture. Yeah. Let me see if I can find that link and I'll send it to you guys. Okay. I would I would be curious. Cool. Yes, thank you. And I, it never happened, but there was, and it's on Screen Rant, and, you know, their stuff's usually pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I'll be I'll be curious now. All right. Pat, did you give your gas station scene? Yeah, Point Break. Point Break, you yeah, hate. that's what you said. Yeah, I, I, I was just trying to forget it because it's that movie. <laughs> because you hate the movie. As I hate that movie, yeah. So. <laughs> Worst movie that's ever been made. You know, actually, well, I say I'll give it a tie between that and Cool World. Okay, yeah. uh, I just, I just cannot stand. I mean, the historical inaccuracies in Point Break alone are what really just, I just, I don't know, I can't, I can't do it. I won't do it. I refuse. But how do you feel about Howard the Duck? That movie gets well. That movie, that's fine. That's fine. I love Howard the Duck. Anything that makes Dennis puke and almost leave a room or actually leave a room and almost puke either way strike that reverse it mm-hmm. yeah there's leaving of the room and there's puking yes whichever order and it is it's of secondary importance that is a lot of puke <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well that's going to do it for this one gents uh a fun fun movie if you have not seen the chase you need to go check it out Make sure that you are checking that one out because it is, and and ignore any reviews or ratings that you see online that tell you that it is not a movie worth watching. If you've listened to this podcast over the years and you know our personalities, and if we have aligned in any way in some of our senses of humor and enjoyment of fun, stupid action movies, I think you'll enjoy this. So I would say definitely if you've if you're listening to this podcast and you've been here for a while. We probably are fairly like-minded, so I would go check it out because it is definitely a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As usual, you can find us on the different social medias at 30 Podcast. Our Law & Order Month, we're just about finished with Law & Order Month. At this point, I think just about everything has been released except for next week's episode, Wyatt Earp. So, so far this month, we mm. have had Naked Gun 33 and a third. Beverly Hills Cop 3, The Getaway, this week was The Chase, Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner is next week, and then our Patreons are The Seven Samurai from 1954, and the Patreon short episode is the miniseries Stephen King's The Stand from 1994. So a lot of good stuff going on over there, so if you join us over there, get the access to those bonus episodes. It really also helps out the show as well, helps us cover some of the costs of the show and keep things running. So yes, absolutely check this movie out, check all those movies out, and we will look forward to seeing you back here again next time. Thank you, Bo, and thank you, Pat. Thank, thank you, you, John. How fun. 
Everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time.